0: Special episode of The Richard Lewis Show. We've been teasing you with this for, I don't even know how long we've been teasing uh, this one, uh, but it should be a banger, as the kids say. Uh, we've got a very special guest. It is, of course, uh, Fifth Lauren, who uh, recently parted ways with Twitch, but you probably know him at home as the uh, legendary uh, NIP player, part of that dynastic lineup that went 87-0, won a plethora of trophies. Uh, obviously, I've known him many, many years. But probably he's getting on for 13, 14 now, brother. It's, it's been a fucking hot minute. Uh, thanks very much for coming on, Robin. Thank you. No, thank you for taking the time, man. Like, I, uh, I was telling the story, because
1: I, I ran into you like two months ago, right? When yeah. we were, because uh, you were over here in, in Orange County, and I had told you that I have plans on leaving mm. Twitch, and one of the things that I wanted to do was... I wanted to tell my story of like 2013, like even, even like NIP in general, I think, because I feel like there's so many unanswered questions from that time um, that, that, all, that even honestly to, still, to this day still relates to a lot of the things, right? So yeah, so I yeah. felt like it was one of those things of, because I, 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 I felt like everyone asked me, i like, oh, why now? Like it's five years. And I feel like there's so many, there's, there's a lot of reasons I feel like as to why I'm doing this right now um one of them obviously is just like well you know when i when i when i stopped playing and stuff like that the i still had you know four teammates that was still playing under the nip banner um at the time when i joined twitch twitch as a sponsor to nip i felt like there was a little bit of a conflict i was also in the esports department uh and on top of that i actually thought that things would get better but i keep on seeing these announcements from like these players of like you know, from Draken, from Dennis, you know, from Michael Lele, uh, you know, like, and, and, and I've heard stories, you know, I, again, this is, this is about me, but, like, I heard stories as well from, like, two of the, the other players that doesn't play for NIP anymore, right? And it's just like, what's going on? Like, this is supposed to be the leading esports org in Europe, you know, in the world, like, you, you, that's your portrayal mm-hmm. of, like, we are one of the largest esports orgs in the world right and i feel like if you have that as a as a as a model right of like hey we're like we're we're tier one we treat everyone well then i expect that to be true right but like again and again it, there seem to be issues and it relates back to oh it might be old management it's blah 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 listen no it's not it's all the fucking same at the end of the fucking world and right? i in the back in the back end of things it's all the goddamn same mm. you can switch ceos
0: all you want doesn't matter, man. You got you got to fix the fundamentals. So, um, look, let, let we have to go way back in time. I, I think some of the people watching this won't even be have followed CS:GO as far back as we need to go because we need to go back to the old NIP. Now, my understanding of how NIP got started was there was basically a businessman, uh, a guy called Fisku, who we both know from Thirty uh, P, the the old Swedish land company, the old Swedish organization. He had ties with uh, Ben Q, I believe. I think he was a marketing manager or something over there. And he, when, when CSGO first sort of came out and you guys were out there, you'd already sort of created this team with Forrest and Get Right, a lot of marketability, marketability a lot of potential. Um, he identified that, you know, to gain access to a good brand, uh, something new, he would sort of have to connect with Heaton, who I believe he knew and met also from um, several sponsorships like those, uh, what were they called? The, the 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 overclocked PCs that Heaton used to endorse. Heat Gaming, um, right? Yeah, Heat Gaming, that was it. So they they came together and, and basically uh, Heaton had access and credibility to the NIP brand because he used to play in there. And then that was kind of how it all came together and how it was created. Now, the corporate structure at that time you know with, with all due respect to, to emil with all due respect to to fisku um it seemed very amateurish even though you guys were all making a great salary you had sponsors you were one you were literally the first professional cs go team with a living salary and and, and high profile sponsors and going to all the events um but immediately what i started being told and this is like 2012 2013 was that you guys were effectively having to rob Peter to pay Paul to get to your events. Because what would happen is you guys would go, you'd win an event, the money comes in, the org would say, well, there's another event next week, we can't afford to send you, but you'll probably win it. So we're going to use your prize money from the last event to get you to the next event. And when you win that event, we'll pay you the prize money from the previous event. And then it just sort of kept sliding and accumulating and I think somewhere along the uh, along the the way people lost track of how much you were actually owed. So let let's start there when all of that yeah. shit was going on.
1: No, I mean I think I think you're you're most of it right. Like the, how NIP started back in 2012. Uh, it was actually because at the time our last source event was actually under Fisco, me and Freiburg. And then at the time as well, this was Copenhagen Games uh heat gaming was also sponsoring get rights and force team i think mm-hmm. they were played under sk at that time um and i remember like the whole thing of this started like i i was shit talking robin actually at A games because he was shit talking source and was just one of those things so like yeah. ha- that's how it all started but basically that's how we first met met each other and then the idea was like when csgo came out that they wanted to redo nip that they want like rebrand nip they want like coming coming hot with you know the three 1.6ers and the two source players the first org to like join forces you know with all these whatever right uh, and basically create something cool and like we were all on board on that like i think we all liked that idea like obviously nip is such a such a name within CS in general, like from from years before, right? So for us, it's it's a brand that you know when I started playing, watching Counter Strike, it's a brand I looked up to. You know, it's like mm. for for all of us, I think it was. Oh, I mean, it's still not in sync, maybe. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, Sam the yeah, yeah. okay. it. <laughs> um, okay, um no, but for all of us, I think it was like one of those things of like, holy shit, right? Like we get to like represent NIP, which is like a brand that you know we've all we all like grew up with. Yeah. And that's how it first started. That's why, like, you know, when Nicholas approached us, you know, like I said, the idea initially was, you know, that I think Get and Force were the two the first two to be on board. And then they started looking for source players. I think this story has been told a few times. Uh I wasn't running obviously uh as an in-game leader. They they wanted to exist as well. He was still stuck under Fnatic. And then the last player would be between Freiburg and, and face, right? And we ended up picking yeah. Freiburg. But you're right in the sense of like the way that this started, right? Of like we were supposed to start off with a with a starting salary, like you're saying, we got paid well. Uh it was it was fifteen thousand Swedish crones b- before tax, right? Mm. Which is what we got paid. And if you compare that, like go back in 2012 and look at the chinch or whatever, right? Yes, we were probably the highest paid team at that well, time. Easily, yeah, easily. Easily, right? I think Barry Games maybe got a thousand or whatever, right? Which was like mm. the leading one. Um, but then you're right, like the whole thing of uh how the price money came to be was well, first of all. We were initially told that, you know, it was recommended that we start our own companies. Um, but we were never really like we never got educated as to like, you know, how we do this. Like everyone was just like, oh, this seems like a hassle. Uh and when we like kind of directed back of saying, Oh, do we have to do this? We got told, okay, don't worry about it. Like, we'll fix it, right? Um, and on top of that, because of that as well, you were talking about the price man of like, yeah, we ring every event. We were also told then that, you know it's better to like pay out price money in like small increments because it helps you with tax and whatever and you're like you're saying we probably didn't have you know in the back end of things it was a new team we had i think at the time we had saudi as a sponsor that which later transitioned into steel series mm. um and, and tellia was
0: there too Telia right was so.
1: one of them in the beginning i think bank you want to sponsors as well during like 2013 yep. uh, so like while we had sponsors i think that we didn't really on like kind comp- not Kind of like made it go around, so like, and and we were okay with all this, right? Like, we, like in the sense of like, it was pretty openly communicated to us of like, hey, you're getting this much money every month for mm. this reason, right? In which we agreed on, right? And that's and that's honestly not the end, like the end of the world, but then this turns into, you know, this this happens 2012, and then all of 2013,
0: mm.
1: and then at the end of 2013, I think this is basically where this story starts in which we were basically called into like this emergency meeting you know of like hey this like going on and and like i said like during all that like if you go back and you look at all like 2013 we were dominant right like we 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 won everything we we went to every single tournament this also during the time we had our tv series we had you know the the mcnip we held all this by the way none of this by the way got paid for like we we got we got paid for none of this shit. where right? i was all yeah, fucking free. I, I
0: always wondered about that because when i saw stuff like a mcdonald's sponsorship i was like that really feels disproportionately out of sync with um with where we are as an industry right and um i, I have no idea what was meant to be paid or what was a what was agreed upon but it kind of felt like a gimme almost like like the org had just said listen, let's try this and and you don't have to pay or or something like that, which you see a lot in esports, especially back then.
1: I mean, so so on our end, right? We were always the whole thing of we wanted to grow this brand. Like we were all we were all on board with this, right? Like we wanted to make NIP, you know, the biggest. Like think of Australis in Denmark right now, like and NIP turned into that during 2013 in Sweden, right? Like the most notorious brand. We were everywhere on a freaking bus. We started selling stuff in stores. We had the NIP burger. Uh, we had the, we had the TV series. Like we had a lot of things going for us, and mm. for due reason, right? Like. Again, we were the most spoke about team, and and we wanted to do this, like we wanted to grow the org. Um, but it's weird, right? Because like when you when you when you look at that, and you look at all the like the hardships and stuff like that, and like obviously, you know, while this is happening, we have not really any idea of what's going on, right? We're gone every week. We're competing. We were are still getting payments every month, right? Of like the 19.5k Swedish kronas, which was like you know the 15k plus the price money that was supposed to be taxed, um, which obviously news came out later. It never was. It, it, it definitely <laughs> wasn't. <yeah. laughs> it, it, it never was. Um, it, into like the whole the whole scheme of like the whole like you know the, at the end of the year called into this emergency meeting. Uh, and it's funny like i'm gonna i'm gonna use this as an example because i think it it really adds into the story so if you look at like the whole thing of like the 2012 and 2013 and even if you look at all the results and stuff like that you would think oh okay robin actually did pretty good you know like okay you know he probably didn't have to sweat all too much i'm sure he could like afford to do some stuff well here's here where it gets funny right because like we were saying because of the the structure that we had, in you know, not paying out full price money, and we were doing every, you know, like in increments, in 2013 when all this happened. And I, I'm going to let you guess here, Richard. Um, how much money do you think that I made in 2013, knowing, again, all the accomplishments and all mm-hmm. that? Non-biased, I, right, in the sense of like how, and again, obviously you know that the answer is going to be low, but I'm saying yeah. in the sense of a non-biased knowing how
0: honestly like it it should have been i'm trying to think about because you won you won pretty much every tournament uh so i mean even with the prize pools being like you know 25 thousands and 20 thousands and and 10 thousands that should still be a big old chunk of thousands right i mean you know conservative estimate you probably should have had about 80k in prize money i i'd say maybe probably more Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing based on what I know about the organization, we're probably talking about 5 or 10 is what you actually saw.
1: So during that year, 2013, mm-hmm. and again, this is obviously reported, right? Because we got into tax problems. Uh-huh. I made 217,909 Swedish krones right.
0: before what's, tax. So what's that in? in that
1: is... is that's less than average pay in Sweden, I might add. Uh, that comes Christ. out to be
0: 33.
1: So 33.5 K, I think, in total. If I were to convert, I, I gotta go back right to 2013. Yeah, yeah. At cause... the moment it's 22K, but the dollar was at six point four K, right? So it was thirty-three point five K, but again, we're using Swedish currency. At the end of twenty thirteen, in my bank account, I had three thousand dollars. <laughs> uh <laughs> at, oh, at the end of 2013, after, after, you know, 2012, 2013, most known, you, know, you fucking name it, you know, most popular, yada, 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 right? And, and with this in mind, you know, end of 2013, uh, again, ultra dominant, we get called into this meeting. And I think, like I said, this is where the story starts, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. They call us in. I think this is right before Christmas or New Year's, uh, and they're like, "Hey guys, everyone has to come to the house. It's an emergency." Mm. And uh, you know, we we go there the next day, and uh, and there's there's two people there. There's um, and one of them you don't know, but it's his name is Robert, and there's Emil, uh, Ethan. And at this time, we basically get told they have they ask us to sit down. There's bad news, and we have like, okay, what, what kind of bad news? Like, what's going on? Uh, and they which they which they tell us hey um nicholas has fled to thailand with all the (laughs) money (laughs) and he's nowhere to be found (laughs) and we're like he's fled to thailand nowhere to be found (laughs) like this is kind of odd right and then you know the whole thing of like but don't worry guys we have this all under control like uh, I remember at the time they were like, "Yeah, he fled with all with all the money, like all of the old NIP, all your price money. They're gone, like everything, everything mm. you made. No, no, it's gone, dude. Like it's he j- he wasted. It. He flew, he fled to Thailand, and you have no money left. The, all the winnings from 2012, 2013, they're gone. So what I've made up until that point, that's it.
0: So and just to, yeah, just, go ahead. Just to also add to this, right? Um, This is this isn't even the the full story just about this bit because um, I was super keen to to do this story about NIP, but it's like I've always said, there was never a time I could publish the story without it completely fucking over people I just like too much and care about too much to to fuck over. So you know, get right big example known Christopher right from you know the you know one of the first one point sixes that ever talked to us at Cadred talked to him at every event, obviously Forrest, the, the legend, you know, Freiburg when he was in the team, you know, Adam, someone I've known for years, there was, there was, there was never a time I could sort of publish the full facts. I could publish stuff and say, hey, you're money and try and pressure them that way, but once you started turning over stones, it got crazy because uh, I, I remember that meeting being called and you guys, and, and being told that Fisku had, had, had fled to Thailand, but I actually tracked down Fisku while he was in Thailand being me <laughs> like just being a fucking yeah. just being a sicko like you can't <laughs> leave stuff alone you know like just so i tracked him down in thailand i literally have a uh, recorded interview with him from that time i listened back to it just bef- before we did this and um he says he didn't flee w- with the money in fact what happened was the money um w- had already gone because it was getting wrapped up in stuff Heaton was doing and, uh, he had a mental breakdown and that's why he went to Thailand because his doctor told him, if you stay working, you're going to have a fucking coronary, you're going to keel over and die. So he went out to Thailand and just completely severed all ties with NIP, but he didn't take any of the business money. He said, he said, there was nothing to take. He said, he, he said the breakdown came <laughs> on when he looked in the bank account, the corporate bank account, and there was fuck all there. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, because you have How to remember, are we gonna get out of this shit.
1: Right, you have to remember too, and it's so funny because this was told to us too of at the time we had complete knocking on a door wanting to sponsor us. But I think Mm -hmm. as this was happening with Nicholas, I think that he (coughs) kind of went into the wall and he stopped responding to the sponsor emails and he stopped invoicing the whole Mm -hmm. thing of yeah, the bank account was empty. He never invoiced the sponsors. (laughs) He was just invoicing the TOs and used our price money, you know? And it's so funny. Like you go back and you think about it. Yes, Mm -hmm. Nicholas is a lot to blame for this, right? But he wasn't the only one that was signed to the company, right? And, and like, it goes back. And I, 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 you know, the whole reason why I mentioned, you know, how much money I had at the end of 2013, because it kind of transitions over into like, what happens next? You know, like, okay, well, how does it go from, Nicholas has fled to Thailand, <laughs> into, uh, with all the prize money, there's nothing left, into, this is all within the same day, by the way, into, hey, but don't you worry, Nicholas might be gone. We already have a new investor for you. And it's great. Oh, we were talking about this. You remember the NIP chocolate, the NIP yeah. chocolate? That was pitched to us that same day.
0: And it's kind of weird. I mean, like, maybe what? read the room a little bit there, management. Like you tell the players, by the way, you're not getting a year's <laughs> worth of prize money, but don't worry, we got this wicked fucking chocolate coming out. <laughs> Four, you'll we definitely get a cut of that, you know? Like, really the and fucking so room. give me a day.
1: Right, and it's, it's because of, like for us, right? Like, you ha- again, imagine the freaking shock, walking into that room, asking us to sit down, to be told, again, from all the work we did in 2013, we were like, we were busy, man. Like, we were, I was freaking never home, you know what I mean? Into yeah. basically saying, all that work, it's just out the door. It's completely out the window, but don't you worry, guys. We've made this NIP chocolate. It's going to really <laughs> save the company. Uh, no, but it's, it's so weird. Like, again, you read a room, but also, like, looking back at it, like, thinking about it, right? It's, it's, it's odd. It's mm. very odd. You know, like, yeah, it, it, how looks can we... it looks contrived. It looks contrived. Like, how can yeah. you go from, okay, we, we're in like emergency mode. <laughs> He's fled the country with everything. You know, that should be like the first, you know, whole thing of like, okay, how do we salvage this? Into, mm. but don't worry. We already have this investor, um, and they're coming. By the way, in the next few days, uh, and this is going to be great. The new NIP. How can like you know? It's it's weird. You know, I I like looking back at it. It's so weird, and I, there, I it makes me wonder. Somewhat, if this wasn't a little bit planned,
0: mm.
1: you know what I mean? Like oh, I, you know, sure, for sure. For it, it it like there's a lot of things that just honestly doesn't add up uh and, and you know like we spoke to Fis, i spoke to fisco as well like the whole thing my thing with nicholas is that i've also known nicholas for years and and maybe while yes maybe he did have his problems and he did all this shit right when you ask him and same thing with you he doesn't he's he doesn't like, he never lied to me in that sense or at least now from what i know right i always felt like he was pretty honest in that sense uh he always even asking me somebody
0: here. that didn't really have the kind of um you know almost the, the social cleverness to tell elaborate lies because you know this was a guy who, you know he was an older guy he liked to fucking party uh we all know that so uh, you know he always struck me as honest even if it was to his own detriment you know right that, that's right how I, that's how i think of him
1: right and and it was it was also like he also felt rushed, trust in a sense because like we never really got like a chance in the sense because as this was happening the same day it was like, oh, and by the way, we have this new investor. Everything is already planned. They're coming. Uh, I think tomorrow or the day after. And we're like, holy fuck, this is like, su- this is super rushed, right? And then we were also told that you know they're not going to be sticking around forever. So like, you better make up your mind, quick, or they're just out.
0: <laughs> yeah, the old right? classic gun to your head, right? Yeah. yeah and Love again, that.
1: you know, and you look at it. I think this would be different if this was like, you know, we were not the most freaking named brand. In the world with counter-strike you know if you think if you if i think back and you know i think this was one of the conversations we had with the players but you know we were scared because no one had freaking money of like hey this is bullshit. let's just leave like i think that while that was maybe talked about i think that because we were in such bad shape yeah. uh personally you know with money you know like again keep in mind again i had i had three grand on my account I I bought nothing that year, like I didn't, you know, we had players that bought a new car thinking, you know, because they've made money, you know, uh, saving up to like, trying to save up for, you know, potentially buy a place. Uh, we just didn't have anything. I mean, we were completely fucking broke, right? And we got put in this situation of like, holy crap, like. Everything we've done the whole year, it's out the window and we can't even like you know, if I go two months, I can't pay rent. And and I was in a I was in a better position than, than some others. Right? Just imagine yeah. how it was for everyone else.
0: Yeah, um, you saved the three thousand dollars, right? Right. It, I I <laughs> saved three grand, you know. Woo! You know, it's great. And like
1: a party in now. Yeah, oh, I mean man. yeah, into like and, 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 and like I said, it all felt so rushed, right? Because mm. what happens next is you know, Two days later, we get called back to the house, and we walk into the house, and there's the new investors, and you know it's kind of weird. I, I you know I, I I go back to it, and you know the whole thing of people are like, oh, it's the old NIP management. Like, what does that have to do with today? Well, here's the thing: the guy when I walk into the NIP house at the table is none other than the current NIP CEO,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? so how the whole thing of like oh it's old management dude it's all the fucking same at the back end you know like when this whole thing happened you know they were the investors that came in you know like dig life that was the announced right who do you yeah. think if you go back to it and you know you you probably know way more than stuff than i do in that sense but like, go back to it and who owned dig life right so yeah. like even if you announce and at the time i think they announced i think heat and as, as gustav as the new ceos at the back end of things it's all the same
0: oh sure, right? i mean and, and and this was one of the first times in CS:GO I, i'd even seen stuff that was really coming close to that conflict of interest because i knew there were these ties between dig life um what was the other swedish team l lbg l, lgb lgb yeah yeah whatever the, they were called uh this guy had ties to that too. And and no one was talking about it, but it was kind of like an open secret.
1: Um I'm pretty uh, sure some yeah. of our sponsors, if you go back to it, you probably had some like it's weird, you know, if you if you start looking into things, uh, they probably had more connections than I. I feel like we were sponsoring ourselves at one point. Oh, uh, God, yeah, yeah. If you go back into it, right? Mm. Yeah, and it sure. was and it was so weird, right? Because again we we sit at that table and again I feel like this is all a fucking ruse and a charade right of like you look at the numbers and even if you compare you know like oh how much money did like the players make in 2013 you know if if you're if you're an investment company coming in and you have money like you're like you were talking about we were not competing for a hundred thousand dollars every week back in 2013 no. we were competing oh. for for ten thousand dollars you know like, 15, like it was, it was chump change compared to now, but there, and there's also obviously a reason why we attended every event, right? Because we, we want to make money. Uh, but when you have then a new investor come in and you look at, you look at the back end of things of like, well, how is like this company doing? And like you were saying, because we were kind of like using the price money and like making it go around and like with the sponsorship money and stuff like that, I, you know, the buyout secondly of this org or like how much money technically of like oh how 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 screwed are they right i don't think it could have been a lot you know Mm. how how much we're talking 150 200k usd you know for for again the leading org for the leading nip csgo team blah 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 you name it right basically the whole the whole shebang of we already have an nip burger we're like we're we're in stores yeah you name it and you can buy this out for 200k it's freaking less than Sarah, right now, you know, you get the whole freaking brand
0: <laughs> So look, let's, let's, cause we, we, we need to make something clear to people Uh, maybe it hasn't been made clear enough So there are two NIPs in this story And just so you know, we were laughing about it just before we went on air Lauren got fucked over by both He got double fucked he I got did, up, I got double fucked <laughs> He got fucked by the old NIP and he got fucked by the new NIP that we're going to get into in a second. But just just before we move into the new NIP, which is where the dirt really starts to fucking pile up, let's just talk a little bit more about old NIP, and then let's try and put a dollar amount on what you think you're owed. So old NIP, they did, they did all sorts of crazy shit uh, that I still don't think we've ever got to the bottom of. First of all, um, and look, Anders is too much of a pro to ever talk about it, but people probably won't remember... Uh, if you, again, if you're new to the scene, Anders used to be NIPTV. Um, that was what that that was one of the uh, brandings that they had over on YouTube. And I don't know how much you know about this, but um, one of the things that always pissed me off is they absolutely fucked Anders. Yep. Unbelievably. Yep. Uh, in terms of a monetary amount to get the 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 channel in terms of uh you know uh remuneration uh for his uh you know casting and everything else uh he yeah he absolutely got fucked, and um there was a lot that went on around about that that nobody knows about which i've got notes on and then the i hope he about...
1: talks about that because i had talked about yeah, well, this is recently. like it's ancient history
0: i've said to him like, i you know just tell it people forget he used to get called right so imagine the hilarity because this is just typical of the fucking. Of mobs and fans they're all morons you know like uh they were all saying oh look anders is super biased towards nip whenever he casts an nip game because he's nip tv (laughs) meanwhile he was embroiled in a fucking business argument (laughs) with the org to get back control of his youtube channel to get money that he was owed and they're all going yeah look at him being biased like he would have loved to have sat there and fucking been oh you know wrecking them
1: People he have no idea, right? People yeah. have no idea, and again, like I kind of want, like I told Anders the same thing, right? And I ran into him during Blast recently, like so Blast, Blast LA, and I told him the same thing of Anders, you should, you should talk about this. Yeah. And it's not because, like, oh, it's so long ago. The thing is, it doesn't matter because he's the same. He has the same problem as I do. Of like, mm. while this was happening, it ties back to the same ownership same God in ownership. And as you were talking about again, I hope that Anders talks about this, but he got fucked, right? Like the whole thing up, he basically made NIP TV, like NIP maybe takes some pride in that. And I get it, like when we were were, like dominant and we went to events, the only person covering events was risk. So like when we came in and we had this like serious of like, hey, we have a studio and we have Anders, like all this, like it it was it was appeal, right? Mm-hmm. And the only thing we asked for, or like that whole thing, was obviously streaming rights and the revenue that was made from that. And, mm-hmm. and again, I don't want to talk too much about the Anders thing because you know I don't want to, you know, in sense of I'm sure there's more stuff to happen, but you know as well, yeah, you know, exactly. this was it's all his, tied his into yeah. this all tied into Nip, right? You, yeah. Again, let's ask the question. Do you think he ended up getting paid? No, of course not. That's what we talked about. Him. It. That's what we um, talked about. I really hope so. Yeah. Let's call him out, like Anders. Really, freaking talk about it because I think, that, like again, like like you were talking about too. This all this all goes full circle, man. Yeah, the Whole well, fucking look, thing.
0: The, so here's the other thing as well that happened back then, and and th- and this is, this was crazy, and I don't think we've ever got to the bottom of it. Now I've known Peter. Uh, a long, long time as well. He was the—he was literally the first 1.6 player I ever really got to know. He did an interview with Cadre. It was our very—it was our inaugural uh, 1.6 interview, and then I think we had Get Right, you know, the following week or whatever. So there, I've always been super close to those dudes. But there was a, um, a charity, right, that he was in, involved in, which was to uh, basically help rebuild some housing. Um, after some um, flooding in in uh, Bosnia, I believe it was, um, and he set this charity up, and people were bringing in donations, and then weird shit starts happening, and it gets super complicated because it the money was go it was the charity was sort of endorsed by NIP because of Peter's position with them. And then the money starts ending up in various. There's a there's a group PayPal account that people have access to, and even yeah. Anders I think had access to this.
1: This is the NIP PayPal.
0: Yeah. This is where so the, the, the is where the
1: NIP TV. Yeah. Yeah, for the NIP yeah, TV, TV stuff.
0: Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it was called Go for Balkan. Uh, if people want to go and Google it, and then what started happening was people said the money hadn't turned up. And the money hadn't gone to the charity. And then there was this crazy Romanian guy who was, who was absolutely insane. He turned up at one event. He told me he was a journalist and he wanted to talk to me and show me his notes. So you know me, the lengths I'll go to to get a story. Like, I don't care. I'll talk to some crazy cunt. Like, whatever. But he was crazy, like, full blown. Like, we were talking and it was normal. And then he said, by the way, if I ever, if I ever meet Anders, I'm going to put him in a coffin. And Just in the middle of a conversation about NIP. And I'm like, okay. I'd rather you didn't do that. Um, and And he followed us around at one event. I can't remember what it was. It was like a fucking dream hack or something he'd come to. And he nearly got arrested there. Like police were following him. He was doing crazy shit all the time. So I'm not saying he's like a fucking reliable source, by the way, of information. This is the guy who put it all out there, who made the HLTV blogs, who wouldn't shut up about it. But when I started looking into it, I was like, honestly that there's there's some financial discrepancies here and what i always thought had happened was partway through the charity uh if you look at the timing it's just where we get to like the the whole new nip era the money goes missing and um there was also uh some claims that around about this time peter had bought a new car mm-hmm. um which uh which he would paid for with cash According to this crazy Romanian dude, and I was like, "This, this looks terrible. This looks really, really bad." Um, and Peter's always said he'd love to come on the show and and talk about it. But again, it was one of those situations where it was like, "Listen, if we start turning over all the NIP stones and try and trace all the missing money and and where who owes what and where it's all gone, we're never gonna stop. Like we're gonna go all the way back." So I don't know yeah. if you know anything about the Gopher Balkan charity, because I don't know how much it actually involved the players, but this was another huge potential scandal that just because it was NIP, people let it slide.
1: Let's, yeah. So let's talk about this a little yeah. bit, because I think I think this is one of those things of, because people haven't, they ha- they never knew the story of NIP. They were like, instantly assumed that money was stolen. Um to 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 continue that, by the way, to go for Balkan, yes. Initially, actually, what had happened first that Peta had actually asked me if I could if we can use my PayPal for this thing, and Brilliant. that was initially. And we had initially um, the initial donation part was actually set on my PayPal. But here's what I here's what didn't here's what we didn't think about. I did not have a private or I didn't have a business PayPal. It was a personal one, so my PayPal got locked after five hundred dollars. Right? It was just completely right. shut down, in which then if you go back and watch the game, like we, we were delayed because we we're like, oh, we need a new PayPal. Uh, and we were like looking into it, of like, okay, which one can we use? And we had asked, um, Peter had asked Anders if we could use NIP TV, uh, in which he said, okay, right, it's for a good cause. Now, I think that, I think I actually remember, I think you messaged me about this too, because you were running the story. And I think here's what people don't realize, right? And here's where I kind of want to come into Peter's defense here a little bit. Uh, well, like looking into it, like, well, maybe it does look shady. It's very safe to say that, again, all the money in NIP TV, right, uh, in that PayPal, while it was like a public one, it was the official NIP PayPal. Mm. So when all this happened, right, 2013 into the old NIP into the new NIP. Who do you think had the rights for the PayPal? Right? Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't PETA. PETA lost access. Someone took that and changed the password. He didn't even have, he didn't have, he didn't have the, he couldn't have logged in to take the money. Like he didn't have, like he couldn't log in. You know what I mean? Anders lost yeah. access too. Right. This is yeah, why I remember, there was a I remember whole Anders fight. telling me that. Right. Yeah. This is why there was a whole fight of like, hey, I want my money back. Right. So like, mm. I, you know while maybe it does seem shady i you know i don't think Peter did anything wrong mm. uh i think that while again like you know and you were saying too he would love to come on the show i think it was one of those things of literally literally when you know the old nip turned into new nip which you know we haven't even started talking about yet this is when they all got shafted
0: you know including yeah, it, it, it is weird how all this happens yeah you know, fisco supposedly runs away with all the money go for balkan charity paypal everyone gets locked out of it and the money supposedly disappears you know it is weird how this all happens at once and then we get into this like fresh start territory um so look let, let's let's leave old nip um as i said i i started writing an article it, it had some cheesy title like the grind uh, the grind beneath the gold or something i don't know uh, back back then and i just couldn't bring it over the line because when when UNIP got created, assurances were made to me privately that everything was going to be made right. There'd be restitutions. Uh, none of this would be happening uh, again in future, which, of course, we all know now is a lie. Um, but let's just put a financial amount. From the old NIP, how much do you think you were owed in, in money, back salary, everything? I mean... Considering everything
1: was not taxed, anything, and which comes back by the way, we know I know the amount in which I have to pay taxes for. Right, it was sixty nine point five k, which was basically not taxed from what I made from the two hundred and eighteen thousand that I talked about. From there, that was the sixty nine k that I had to tax for, uh, and then including there again, I I got. We we got no fucking price money from 2013. The only price money I got was DreamHack Winter 2013 because it was so late into it. We had time to message DreamHack yeah. and say, "Please cancel the payment uh, into NIP and please please pay us directly." And and that went through, right? But like you know, all the payments 2012 to 2013, there's there's nothing. You know, I'm pretty sure. And again, remember, right back in the day. But it wouldn't surprise me if if I'm owed. Thirty grand, twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars from my time in NIP. And again, I'm only talking about myself, right? But there, there were more players playing for the org when I was doing it. So that's sure. all I'm going to say. And
0: my understanding was you were all on the same salary in on the original Correct. NIP contracts. <laughs> But w- were there any other potential, like uh, you know, endorsement deals or different agreements within the org for no. the players, or everyone was identical? It was like
1: everyone was case. identical. The only difference was that Getright had his own company, so the only difference right. was, which is why Getright was safe in this sense because mm. when you when he invoiced as his own company, he invoiced including you know VAT and all that, right? So. It was the other four of us that, did, that didn't, but we were all under the same agreement. We all hmm. negotiated for the same
0: agreement. Yeah, okay. So look, new NIP, right? This was meant to be the fresh start where everything was fixed. It comes in in 2014. Um, uh, it's, it's interesting. I've got some documents from that time. And uh, I actually, you know, cause I had to go in, I had to go digging in the crates. I literally had to get the dead man's hard drive out Cause I, I was watching this, that
1: podcast and oh. you're like, That man's
0: hard drive. It's actually it's actually two hard drives now. <laughs> Right, I got the. I had to get them out to to fucking get all the stuff. So basically, if I die, those go out immediately to like to Sam, who then dis- distribute to to the to the games <laughs> press. Don't tell right? them. So the plan. I'm gonna to get yeah, yeah. told. <laughs> I just told them to switch off. Listen, lock the door. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> lock the doors, everyone. Don't worry, don't worry. Right, yeah. It's lock not the door. just me. There's lock multiple the hard times. Okay, there's gonna be multiple yeah. dead man switches. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's multiple, multiple. It's, multiple. it's not just that one. Anyway, the bottom line is like it's it's just a treasure trove full of shit. So I was going through all of this and digging out some documents, but let's talk about what happened uh, it, it, for this new uh, NIP. So first up, I think um, did you guys wrote a letter to the org before you agreed to sign the contract. Is this correct? Yeah. I mean, right. we had because, a lot of... Because you had some apprehensions about re-signing with this new entity, which of course was going to be uh what was it like and it was called ninjas in pajamas a b or something right it, it was a fully right. incorporated company that was going to have public records new investment and they uh, had said we've got a business plan and we're going to budget for it and it's going to be all done properly and um I've, i think i've got the letter here that you guys wrote to them um i can read you some extracts if it's not too sure yeah let's do it yeah sure okay so uh the, the the letter was, we as players are of the opinion that we have not made any mistake. Nevertheless, we are faced with this negative situation. We really like to, we would really like to keep the team together and play as a team also in the future with the same players. But we do not like the situation that the old NIP's mistakes have put us into this situation and therefore have problems with the confidence to all people who are involved and responsible for the old NIP. As a result of these confidence problems, we cannot take any decisions before we really understand what it means and we must also be very careful with the contractual parts about the new agreements. We are still in shock and hope that all of you have respect over how careful we act at the moment regarding our future. The gaming community still do not know anything about this situation. We are the number one CSGO team in the world and as people we have the absolute highest ranking that is possible. We as players are not rookies. Most of us have played on the international scene for years and know how to play, but also how to act in relation to sponsors, fans, interviews, media, etc. Think of the NIP team as Barcelona in the CSGO community. We want to be treated like this when we have our contract discussions. You know us as people. You know we handle situations both on and off stage. The proposed player contract has a strong flavor to be made uh, as if it was made for inexperienced players, not for us. We'll talk about the contract. I got the contract too. Um, we have put up a wish list uh, of things we would like from you in the future that we seek for. This was actually planned for the old NIP, um, but now uh, we well, wait, wait, wait. So, but now we want to move forward. But uh, promising is one thing; reality is another. Uh, we now have to um, see to believe, uh, and that is our cornerstone. And then there's a lot more. There's a lot of details where basically you guys are pushing back on the contract. Um, some of the uh, percentages and, and this kind of thing which we'll talk about specifics in a moment but i mean was it seems to me that like actually there was a very high chance that you guys would have left nip if they couldn't have come through
1: hey i'll, I'll be honest here i think i was the most vocal one in the team to say we i don't want to resign with this i think it's complete mm-hmm. bullshit because you're like i like i told you about like we walk into this house And fifth plan is so nervous. I'm not nervous, dude. I don't give a fuck. All right. We walk into this house, (laughs) right? And at the table is the new management and stuff like that. And they also sit down. And then basically they, you know, we walk they they walk over of like the old budget for NIP, right? Like where we're at and stuff like that. And that's you know, it's where basically I, I go in and like you're saying. This whole thing about I, I got fucked twice because one of the things we had initially talked about there and this is just the initial preliminary talks, right? The biggest thing on our mind was what's gonna happen with our price money? You know, the whole yep. thing of like shouldn't you if you you know the old NIP, if you come in as a new investor, wouldn't you know, shouldn't there be like a whole thing of like yeah, obviously you take over the, the, the debt or whatever from the old NIP, you know, like shouldn't there but but and that's I think that document you had there kind of reflects that of like we as players never did anything wrong but we're getting punished because of management and one of the things that we obviously fought for was we want our prize money back and we don't we didn't think that that was honestly a lot to ask for you know and on top of that like you're saying i it's funny that you have the contract and stuff uh you know um at the time we were treated basically like Like, we don't deserve any of this, right? I'm like, oh, well, yeah, sorry, dude. Well, the prize money is gone. Uh, That's just not going to happen. But one thing maybe we can do for you guys, because you have to remember, at that same time, one of the things that was told to us as well was, hey, not only is the prize money gone, but your taxes haven't been paid for the whole freaking year. (laughs) So we were... (laughs) So, <laughs> so we were
0: so, we, <laughs> so not only were we just Shot fucking broke.
1: Yeah, not only oh, were we fucking man. broke, our taxes were our taxes weren't even paid for. So like the whole thing of you know uh that that was our worry because in Sweden tax fraud is a, a thing. Sweden, they don't fuck yeah. around, you know? Like yeah. we're worried. Like we're fucking, you know, we're 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 four dudes, like they're literally just like shitting our pants in some sense of like, what's yeah. going to happen, right? Because again, we're a known brand at this point, you know, like you can Google us, we're like mainstream in that sense, like very clear that it's very easy for like, you know, the IRS to start looking into asking questions. Yeah. And, and, and so then one of the things uh, was that, okay, one thing that was told to us was, okay, we won't be able to pay the price money. Sorry, it's not going to happen. Sorry, dude. But if you do get a, uh, if if the IRS comes knocking on your door, mm. we'll pay for your taxes. If they come out, knock on the door, we'll pay for your
0: taxes. So that was that that, that agreement isn't written down anywhere though. Because uh, it would be illegal, right? Uh well, I mean, we,
1: we that we signed we signed that agreement. I think it goes back into like that was our preliminary talks, right? Of like even for us to consider like maybe re signing with new NIP uh That was basically a I mean, carrot.
0: My my understanding of of the tax laws because I looked into this because Heaton had his tax case. We we haven't even got to 2015 yet. Um, my understanding of the tax laws in Sweden, um, it would be if 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 you acknowledge as a business entity or in a business relationship, if you acknowledge that you're trying to evade taxes, and that you will only sort of pay them if you are caught in that act of evasion. Because it's preemptive in nature, it's actually a crime.
1: I yeah, and we had, I so I don't know either. But we also we even had you know back in the day uh, one mm. of the things that uh, Get rights dad ha- had us do was email Nicholas even a- I, even after all this happened to basically tell him you know like that that this will be paid for like basically like trying to cover our asses mm. right. So while so like. As this was happening and looking back at it, right, even look at the number amount, it's just more so like you can clearly tell that we were honestly just in shock and we were scared for a lot of for for a lot of reasons. yeah, and we made we made bad decisions, you know, and I think like you were saying, we probably go back into like you know the contract negotiations, while well, all this is happening because like you know, while this is happening, we got put in this room, right, and you know this gets told to us that hey, sorry money's out the door which is fucking bullshit by the way um and then we're gonna pay for your tax at least you know and it's just like we go back into and we talk with the guys right and without management then you know obviously there's a big conversation here of like do we want to stay do we want to look for other other orgs right and i think this is where our first maybe mistake happens of like us not doing that and again i think we were scared. We were. We didn't really quite know. And like looking back at it, if I made one tweet, we probably had ten orcs knocking on the door, probably willing to pay us three times as much as we were getting paid. You know, from the from the the even what the new NIP had had offered us. I don't remember I don't have. I don't remember initial like preliminary like conversations what we had with like NIP. I know that the first one of the first few things with the contracts were like the, the new NIP wanted to pay us less money than the old yeah. NIP they wanted to pay us a thousand euros <laughs> from being the best team in the world and get paid less yes. um and they wanted to take more price money and they wanted to fine us this fucking absurd amount i think i think we were getting paid like a thousand but if we did something wrong the fine would be ten thousand and it was like it was a lot of problems in the beginning of New NIP, even like looking back at it. And I don't know if you oh, if you have yeah, any you know
0: what? You know what? I, I've literally just brought the contract up while you're talking. Let me let me do the specifics. And that is in writing, actually. That thing about paying the tax. It's there in black and white. Right. <laughs> i forgot <laughs> it. They've actually said if you get hit they haven't worded it in the bad way. They've said if a player gets hit by a tax penalty, NIP will pay the bill on behalf of the player. And this clause is valid indefinitely, is what it says. That's cool. Uh, And it also says players will not be responsible for a tax bill if a player has not presented NIP with evidence of a deal between them and uh, Nicholas Fischier. That's Fiscu. With regards to the liability of said taxes or that the player acted in good faith, Uh, this evidence must be presented in writing and signed by a player and signed by. Fisku, which kind of makes it sound like actually... Because if he's in fucking Thailand, you know, going crazy, um, probably it's hard to get him to sign a fucking document. So maybe it wouldn't have actually worked out. But you're right. Let's talk about um, the, the particulars. So you, salary, uh, we, we talked about... Here's what's strange. The, the, the cut of the prize money it, it seems out of whack. Because if you made between 0 and, and 50,000 uh, kroner in prize money... Nip took 35%. So, on the smaller amounts, they took more. If you made over 450,000 sec, meanwhile, they took 10%. And there was a sliding scale in between. Um, so, you, us- usually what you see in esports contractors is if you make more, the org takes a slightly higher percentage. Uh, not if you make a small amount. Usually, if you make a small amount, the org won't bother with their cooks. It's not worth their while. So that's really strange. That kind of feels backwards to to, to me. Uh,
1: if I remember this correctly, and we never saw so that that particular we fought that uh mm-hmm. because that was completely like for us sideways too. You have to remember, and I think they try to be smart there because at that time we never competed for more money than fifteen k. The only thing that we competed for more would be the the majors, right? Which mm-hmm. was three Mac winner, which was fifty k, right? So like. That thing was on purpose because we wouldn't be we wouldn't be getting that, that the ten percent because there weren't any tournaments that hit that threshold. All the tournaments hit that thirty five percent threshold, right? So like right. again, I think there was they were smart in that sense of like, well, if they compete in all like these fifteen k tournaments, that means we get thirty five percent. We pushed back heavily on that uh, right, same thing right. there, and I, I you know that that was something that I don't think was even signed, but it was one of those things of like. How can we go from like again being the old NIP into the new NIP into being punished in the sense of now we're making less money and you want to take more price pool and for what? Like what's what's the return for us? Like there was nothing. Like we didn't really get anything there. It's like there was a lot of back and forth there. A lot of I, I, you know, in the sense like no, we're we're not signing this. Like there has to be changed. I think that at the time. We had asked to be, you know, for it to be fair. You know, like we agree that management should take some money, but yeah. I think that it should be the norm in which you're, you count as a sixth player, you know, 16.7% or whatever. I think the old NIP agreement was 20%. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and it, it's, yeah. it's got a few of the little bits and pieces in here. I mean, you know, I, I guess it's not the, like, I've definitely seen far worse contracts. Um, the, there's a few little bits and pieces that sort of made me a little bit kind of um, weirded out. Like, for example, if anyone uh, wanted to retire, uh, they weren't allowed to play for an org for as long as the contract was signed for. So if you retired and, let's say, the contract was one year, but you got, you were only retired to six months, they would have a legal right to redress. That's kind of standard now. I mean, shit, was are seeing that with all the T2 yeah. stuff. Um, also as well it just says that you could be fired at any time <laughs> which was I'll, always that clause. <laughs> love that, that clause you great clause right yeah you, you could just be fired at any time we can just remove you for, cl- uh, for cause at any point and your compensation is three months salary piece which would have been three grand which is funnily enough what you had in your bank account
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, it's great by the way before
1: tax i might add before tax that's okay before tax uh my my rent was uh i thought eight thousand swedish uh so basically i i you know try and make that go around it's basically the salary um yeah no you're you're i lost my train of thought there for a little bit but you're i think the whole thing Crap! I lost it. What was the last? Well, don't worry, don't
0: worry. I'll I'll bring you back because I know where you were going with this. So it's like you push back against this contract, but the one, the one I'm looking at, um, oh, the termination, right? That was we also push back on
1: that, like the whole thing of, of course. And again, I think that nowadays it's a little bit more standard in the sense of like maybe management have more of a say, but like back then it wasn't common that you know leadership would in charge of you know terminating players and whatever like we we pushed back on that too saying that you know the players should be in charge of this because one thing you have to realize too especially with this and it was a pushback because at the time um and you know we can we can talk you know me a a little bit in the sense of where i stood in all this right like i was the most talked about player at the time um in the sense of people want to get rid of me uh it it was a constant it was a daily right to a point in which i also knew that some people in management wanted to fire me basically from six months since we made the team and one of the guys that was always on my side was was nicholas um and on top of that the players right and you know i think that was pretty important in a sense of when we signed this agreement i kind of gives them an in to to disband the team. And like you were talking about initially, that first sentence there of like, we want to continue as a team together, right? I didn't make that up, right? Like, we obviously sent it in as all five, you know, of the whole thing. Of we want to continue. Like, uh, we don't want someone to get kicked or terminated. And I, you know, I think that was a very important thing for us too in the contract of like, we want the players to be in charge of this because I, especially I, and we knew as well that there were management people that wanted to change teams you know they, they 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 wanted to make some changes and again this is you have to remember this is the end of 2013 we we're dominant we don't lose tournaments and they yep. still want to replace right it's so like there's nothing there was even really nothing even at that time except for dream Up winner winning the tournament which again we could talk about in the sense of like mental and stuff like that there's nothing really mm-hmm. at the time that counts for like oh these guys are about like start slumping in a point of like oh we should be we should we should start looking at this of like start making player changes like we were very much in a, you know the the most dominant team despite the winter loss and we're still winning tournaments so like there's not really well, a case in which we would probably be looking <clears throat> into having player changes
0: i've also got some of the contract negotiations that, uh, for for those who aren't familiar with the term uh, it's called redlining. Red lines. Uh, if you ever negotiated a contract, what will happen is you get a contract, right? And then you say, "I want this clause changed. I want this clause changed. I want this clause changed." It goes to the paralegal or, or the legal people who prepare the document, and they put the changes in red so you can see them. And then you uh, then you agree whether or not you're going to sign the contract. And that's what they call red lines. So I've got the red lines as well. So some of these some of these clauses that they were trying to slip in were outrageous. So let me know which ones you ended up actually having to adhere to when you did eventually re-sign. Um, So, uh, here we go. Uh, It says, um, you must stream on a chosen platform of NIP's choosing for 10 hours a month minimum. Which kind of seems ridiculous now. You just wouldn't even bother with that.
1: Yeah, and I I think at the time, it was default for a lot of people. I think that, you know, contracts or deals with uh streaming services does have like somewhat of that clause but the problem for us was that because we accept their tournament we just we could never make that work and on top of that we never got paid for it right in a sense like oh you have to do all this we never have any agreements to say like hey you know if you if you do do this you get more money that was never the case right it's like it i i think that Maybe I think that was one of the things probably was in the agreement, but because we never have that that, that sponsorship, whatever, I don't think it necessarily happened. Yeah. I think it was the, the, definitely the asked clause, of us.
0: Yeah. The next clause is definitely far worse. Uh because they tried to slip this one in. Um any violation of any provisions in the contract means that they can call forth a contractual penalty, aka a fine, of twenty thousand euros. Per individual violation, and the right of NIP to claim further punitive damages will remain unaffected. So, essentially, what they tried to slip in here was if you violated any aspect of the contract, they could fine you 20,000 fucking euros. I mean, what is that? <laughs> That's what 20 months, man. That's 20 yeah, months. Salary. <laughs> <laughs> that, was your, that was your prize money. Oh, that was your my 20, God. 30 prize money. Um, so, so t- tell me about that because that is that is absurd. That's that's some of the most egregious. I've never seen a fine clause that high in any contract in my entire history of esports. That, I mean,
1: safe to say, heavy pushback on that, right? And it, it was, it was, we again, it was weird to us, right? Because it always felt like we were getting punished more so, of like. We already got punished from the old NIP, but we're getting punished in a new agreement. And this whole thing of like, hey, this is supposed to be the start of something new. And we see stuff like this. I, 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 I honestly didn't remember it was 20k, <laughs> I thought it was 10. That's. I mean, absurd. the only yeah, thing I yeah, can think pushback, of is maybe they fucked obviously. up and it's
0: meant to say sec. Maybe it's meant to say sec and not, but it does say euros.
1: I mean, so here's the thing. <laughs> Maybe, but even if it's twenty K sec, that's two months salary, right? Oh yeah, it's still fucking uh, And it's so yeah. fucking absurd, right? Of like yeah. oh and like you said, any violation within the agreements, which it's pretty broad. Like they could have probably like fined us then every every two minutes then if if they felt like it, right? Like withhold this sure. fucking absurd things that they put in there.
0: Mm. The other clause, um, which is just as absurd in my opinion, um, it says and The organization can set the status of the player to inactive at any time of their choosing. And if they do that, the player has no right to get any compensation, salary, prize money, anything from that day forth. Um, and, and, and your contract duration will not be affected by this decision. So in other words, they can drop you at any time. You're still under contract. But they don't pay you a penny, which you know I don't even know what to say about that. It just wouldn't fly these days. You
1: you go you go back to it right, and you you think of things, and it you know it goes back to money, right? In a sense of Mm. they're trying to find ways to not pay us at all in the ED's cases. Like we have the right to like put this guy on the bench, and again, like a lot of these things, I feel like you know, were basically made for them to be able to like control this in all honesty, right? And like they put these like weird things. We push back on that too, right? Because like if our our kind of argument there was, you know, if you do put someone on the bench, again, we 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 wanted to fight for player rights, right? Like we felt like the player should be in charge of the team. But if if the players decide, hey, um, we no longer want to play with you or hey, you're gonna be put on the bench uh there should at least be you know a three month period in which you get paid right because like again like there's no you're paying us freaking chump change to begin with right a thousand goddamn euros and then if you put us on the bench knowing as well that we basically have no money in our bank accounts how can you expect us to sign this agreement when we you know can't even go two months uh you know with the money that we have like we're obviously never gonna agree to this like it's fucking absurd, right? I can't believe yeah. that you go back and you like reread this. I'm laughing. rereading reading this? Because like a lot of these things, i have honestly like haven't even, i like forgotten about. Because like when you, yeah. when you retell me, it's it's got it's 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 shocking. It's freaking shocking.
0: I mean, honestly, some some of the what was talked about in the red lines. There's actually even a worse uh, uh, prize money split they wanted to do. So it was going to be if you got top three in an event I think this was the original plan before they did the tables you know that they agreed to that we just talked about. They uh, said, uh, you will get 75 percent of your prize money if you place top three, but if you finish outside of that, you only get 60 percent. Okay. <laughs> that was the original uh, plan, I think uh, so I guess a small victory that the one in the the one we just talked about in the contract where they take 35% of all the smaller <laughs> events. That's um, great. Yeah, it was actually an improvement. God damn. It. I mean there's
1: yeah, if there's if there's ever reason for, you know, to try and like whip
0: us into like finishing top 3, I guess that's the time. Uh, it's it's just fucking crazy to me, dude. I like I can't I can't believe it. So look, I got to ask the question cuz we've still got a roller coaster in 2015. We got 1 hour. Um, why do you end up resigning? I, you know, it, it it's it's baffled me to this day because, as you said, you guys were the most marketable team on fucking planet Earth in CS:GO. CSGO's is just about to start popping after Dreamhack Winter with the introduction of skins. We all saw the way the market was going. We all saw the way it was—you know—viewership was spiking and the amount of money that was flying around was starting to really mean something. Um, and you guys could have gone to any organization that at this point there isn't an organization in the world that wouldn't have uh you know said fuck it let's break the bank and sign these players and i think for sure yeah. you could have got better contracts elsewhere so i got to ask why why did you sign was it because of the tax thing hovering over you guys and you felt protected if you stayed with an nip was it because you didn't want any secrets Maybe getting out, you didn't want the organization to sort of be malicious and put information out there about you guys. I mean you know what was what was the fundamental reason for signing contracts with an org who had already fucked you over, and the contracts that they're presenting with the fresh start are fucking trash <sighs> That's the thing, right? Like
1: I wanted to leave. I really did not want to resign with this you know and i think mm. we were we, we were at this time in which you have to remember you have to remember right you have to like look at everything that like we had like done throughout the year like the whole thing of us kind of feeling like we are nip like we want to grow this brand like the tv series the burger like all this right we kind of felt like we're we're throwing all this away we're throwing all the work we did just away right Right. and then to 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 your point and on top of that the biggest thing is the taxes because because at the end of it we were worried about the taxes most of all because not only because we would have we never knew what would happen right in the sense of for all we know if they go back to it 2015 and they see hey in 2013 these guys had like this tax issues it it could have been worse like i ended up paying 69k i could have paid more you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and it's like stuff like that of like what if that happens in 3 years from now we don't play and we get hit by this like tax thing and we can't pay for it um and it was one of those things of we had said then and i think the initial agreement the initial contract we only signed signed for a year mm-hmm. i think that was like the compromise in which hey we want to see how this folds out Uh, We're going to sign for like a year Mm -hmm. and see what happens. And I think for us as players, I think we had also told ourselves that because it also gave us some time. Because keep in mind, this got sprung on us, right? Like completely. End of December, I had three grand on my account. How the fuck? You know, if something happens, how can we as players then, be able to support ourselves. It wasn't that I was living alone, by the way, as well, by the way, I was supporting someone else at the same time, I had a mm-hmm. goddamn dog, I had rent, like, and we, we were all in similar positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you go back to it and, you know, I agree with you, Richard, like, obviously, we should never sign this. And I think that to this day, to this goddamn day, there's people within the original file that's getting fucked by this, right, this decision. You know, and it sucks, right? It honestly sucks because, like, one of the things that I had touched upon that we, at the beginning of this this conversation we had, was, you know, why are you talking about this now? Why now, right? And like, it goes back to it of like, hey, it wasn't just me that was affected, right? It was it was everyone. And at the end of the day, you know, I was fortunate enough in a sense of. I had my exit, right? I, I, I never foresaw myself playing the whole time. I'm old, right? Like I, I had to have like other plans. And especially knowing that NIP management wanted to get rid of me for so long. I obviously had this in the back of my mind all the time of like, hey, this is not safe. Like you need to have plan Bs. Mm-hmm. But for the other players, they're a little bit younger, you know, like they're still competing to this day, all four of them all right? And congrats to all of them, right? But I think yeah. that if this decision would have been made way back when, I think that every single player would have been in a much better space now. The whole thing of what, you know, like the, you know, we go from the most dominant team in the world and we kind of start like this, this downwards trajectory in 2014. This obviously plays a part in our performance, right? You have to remember course, like everything that's happening in the back end. We're broke and we're like, "Oh shit, we now now there's pressure on us." We have to win tournaments now because we don't have any money. It wasn't like we went to these tournaments and we just ruined people's lives because we had fun, right? Because we just knew we had money coming in. Now it's a time of like, we got to win. We, we, it's reset. Mm. I got to win. We got to make money again because we can't even pay rent. You know, imagine what that does to mentality wise, right? For the whole team. How can you expect then for a team like that, again, super dominant, to then continue on that spiral? It's like impossible. Mm.
0: Um i got to ask you a question just a little bit, because in 2014, uh, when you guys, uh, you know, sort of re-signed with the new NIP, it became very apparent to me in 2015 that nothing was really going to change. That was when I had enough. You know, it had been two years of knowing you guys were getting fucked, obviously not to the full extent. It was two years of knowing that there were people still in NIP that were responsible for this, and... Heard all, uh, uh, you know, I, I, because I try and get stuff done privately. Like, if anyone knows anything about me, it's not that I publish the story first. I'd much rather resolve stuff behind the scenes when it comes to players getting their money. And, you know, there's been so many conversations I've had with managers where I've been at LAN, you know, and I've said to them, like, hey, let's get a drink. And I'm like, listen, you, I know you owe the players some money. And it can go public. I've got it all. I've got the evidence. Or you can pay them. And they've gone, all oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no need, no need for that. We've got a big sponsor coming. And I'm like, please, I'm going to check it in a month. If people are paid, there's, it, there's no story here. Um, but if they're not, I'm, I'm publishing it. And with NIP, because I knew everybody, there was just, ne- like I said, there was just never the right time to drop this. But in 2015, I was absolutely sick of it. Because you brought this guy in uh, called Pear Filth, uh, And as I call him, Pear Filth. Um, he was, he was the guy we were talking about, the investor who had ties to dig life and all that stuff. And he was, he was, he was unreal. This guy was like a tyrannical, crazy motherfucker. Like some of the stuff he was doing behind the scenes was just outrageous. And that was why I couldn't in good conscience sit on it anymore. And in 2015, while I was working over at Breitbart, I, I published the story. So I got to ask you about this pearlily filth guy, because, <laughs> um, some of the stuff I heard about this guy was just—it was unhinged. So, um, you know, for example, uh, players having to uh, apply in writing for, to ask for permission to have a girlfriend, he, like because he didn't want any distractions for the team for his little cash cow. Is, is any of this true? I mean, because you know, I, I've got I've got evidence that heavily suggests it is.
1: It was definitely true. I, I it. <laughs> It, it's it's funny right richard you were talking about right it's funny right you, you talk about this guy and yes i think that this guy i i wasn't super affected by this guy because i think he he got he turned more into this like evil guy later in the beginning of 2015 and stuff And i think all this piles up but i go back to the whole thing like you yeah. were saying you know go back to the to 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 the papers in a sense like who's actually running nip right maybe he's the maybe he's the mascot and the puppet is the ceo but I'm pretty sure there's probably more to that story in the back end of things. I think that whole conversation with the girlfriend thing, I think I think it's definitely true. I think that some players were um, dating people that management did not care for or support. And I felt that management did that because... We had we had problems. We didn't have necessarily problems, but like for example, if we went to an event, right? Would it be okay for the girlfriends to come? For example, during DreamHack summer events or winter events, right? It's Sweden. uh, You know, can the can the girlfriends come down and like spend time, or is this like, hey, this is a work event, should be full Mm -hmm. focus, right? And I'm pretty sure that the the conversation was that we needed approval to to bring the girlfriends to the events. Mm -hmm. Um if that was okay and there would be on occasion times where that wouldn't be okay and there would be occasions times where yes they can come but during X, Y, C times you will not be able to spend time with them
0: well the the uh, the, the stuff i've got uh was basically um it, it, what it says is actually that you know you've got to make a choice whether you're committed to nip or whether you're committed to having a life outside of nip pretty much it, it was kind of like a very ultimatum uh-esque um statement um and it wasn't just about traveling to events it was about are you fully focused are you fully committed to what we're doing here in the team and a girlfriend says suggests that you're not yeah um, and uh, it, i
1: i remember and i i think mm. I think that one relates to I think maybe one or two people, and it was yeah. it was it was uh girlfriends that the management deemed to feel like they were uh not a good fit for that player um mm. kinda, and they kind of used that as like this example of like you need approval kinda uh it was weird, I think that all of this like that stuff definitely happened like I think twenty fifteen um there's probably a lot of drama in that sense. I think I remember when I was playing with the old one, I mean, I already had a girlfriend from before. I right? can't just come and be like, hey, you're going to have to, you know, <laughs> you're yeah, going yeah, yeah, to have yeah. to, you know, like you should resign. all you're going to have to like, they're, yeah, they're no longer. So I think that from my end, at least, I think that that was, there were more the, of the question of like with the current ones, the current girlfriends, right? Because we had uh, people that had girlfriends in uh, yeah. the point of like, For the people that currently has girlfriends, what can we do to them to make sure that they don't come in the way of the grand scheme of things for us, right? Again, the freaking money cow in which Mm. we can just abuse these players and not pay them
0: right. Mm. Um, look, so 2015, as I said, because of this pair guy, because I I I just couldn't handle him coming in. in Can
1: I can I start with just TLDR one thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course, dude.
1: Let's do a TLDR on one thing, because a lot yeah. of players, a lot of people come back, and I think the one missing piece, 2014, 2015, is Michael Lille,
0: just super quick. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, right? bring him in. Let's do it. Right. You know, in a sense of, like, a lot of people of, like, what happened with Michael Lille, you know, uh, that old team, yada, yada, yada um and and it basically comes back to you were talking about the agreements of stuff like that in the sense of okay we, the, the, the management wants the rights, right mm. And uh, we go back to this whole thing of Michael Lillian, and it basically turns out to be my replacement and and at, at least this is how it's told to me. Um, there's a and you can ask Michael Lele about this too i think cuz i th- i actually think it might be a funny story but michael lele this is before he joins nip he makes a tweet i think with like an nip chair i don't know if people remember this this yeah, was yeah, like no, months before he joins right yeah. and it turns out uh, and i find out about this obviously turns out at that time months before uh, that NIP had contacted him, saying, mm. "Hey, we want you on the team. We just need one more bad result, uh, and we we can finally get you." Um, now the problem here was that we ended up winning the Cologne Major, which was like the, you know, that fucked that fucked really NIP's plans, right? Yeah, that, we fucked the that plan, yeah. It really fucked them, right? Because then we're like, shit. Now we can't do anything so like they Mm. basically put them on a halt and here's here's what's like goes wild right so like this Mm. the cologne happens we win the major and you know a month or two late a month and a half you know this notorious we we start flunking again and it's funny and i you know uh, i want to go back to the whole thing of go look at the teams we got eliminated of after cologne and there's a bunch of times Titan eliminates us with fucking Kaylee dropping 45, cheating its tits <laughs> off, right? And I'm like, okay. Well, it's great that I basically had to retire because of fucking Kaylee just ruining my life. <laughs> that, that's just they, so there, there's an extra guy. dick in your ass right there. <laughs> you they got like, two nip dicks in your it. ass and then Kaylee's
0: coming in. <laughs> just go in, right? in there, room
1: there for and, it, and, it, <laughs> <laughs> and it's Fuck funny, it right? So, like, my obviously, my last event is ESWC. And the last, I think, one of the last games that I played is versus this Titan lineup on DOS 2. Sick... 216, we got fucking demolished, right? And um, and the, the, the you know the event is over. We're obviously upset. This is my first time calling in a while as well. Like we had prepared for it, uh, and like the our eyes was like technically on the major, right? Like we we knew at that time of like we are a much better major performing team. Mm. Look at the results from 2014. We're going to the major. We actually play statistically maybe not as good, but we we play more as a team, right? We're very much sewn into the major at this point. Mm. And ESWC happens, and we flunk out of groups. Uh, we lose to the, the the other French team. We pick Cobblestone, and <laughs> probably a mistake. But anyway, uh, and, you know, and 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 at the time we had, uh, you know, I was I was rooming with Peter. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's the one, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the the tweets. Uh, yeah, some, some will bring up. And, and honestly, like the whole thing up again. People have this weird view of PETA, right, uh, of the mm. Balkan thing. Peter is actually a good guy. Honestly, I, I I really like Peter, and you know he was actually a bro. He was like, "Hey, Robin, uh, someone's gonna come knocking the door here now, and you're gonna you're about to be replaced." He actually told me that. He gave me like a heads up before yeah. it happened, and uh, and sure enough, uh, someone comes knocking on my door, and, and Peter's there, and uh, the base, they basically tell me, "Hey, Robin." Uh, you're being replaced. Uh, you're no longer going to be playing for the team uh, after this tournament, the SWC, and you're being replaced by Mike Lille. Um, and I'm like, okay, since since I already knew about this from before too, it wasn't too much of like a surprise in a sense. I wanted to play the major. I think that was like the final epiphany. From the, like, I, I was okay with not playing. I was already planning on stopping after the major, but the whole thing of not getting that chance to finish my career with my major, after winning a major, really fucking sucked, right? But to make it worse, yeah, you're being replaced uh, with Michael, uh, blah, blah, blah. Hey, uh, let's go and tell the team. <laughs> I had to go and tell the team I got replaced.
0: You got you to tell your own teammates that you're out? I had to tell teammates that I got replaced. Fuck. <laughs> <By> Mike Kalele. <laughs> That's fucking and, crazy.
1: And man. the thing is, the funny thing is too, right? Like, you go back to it. Maybe one player knew, may, or you know, but I think this was very much a, a pick that was not picked by the players. This is why, when you see of it, you go into that major and they perform well. They finish second, and then there's one more ma- or there's one more event right after at the beginning of January, and then Michael is gone, right? And everyone's just like, "What? What? What happened? What happened?" Well, what happened was that people decided to make a decision that probably the players did not support, right? and yeah. this i is always felt happened. a bit
0: sorry for bill in, in absolutely essence. i think yeah.
1: i think it was one of those cases in which like people portrayed him and maybe he wasn't a good fit mm. but maybe this would have never happened if this was done properly yeah, right sure. and i just want to end on that because like i think that there's a lot of questions about the michael ellie thing and I, you know like i hopefully at least again I'm, i hope that he talks about this too right because like you're saying i think a lot of people uh, have been get, getting fucked by an IP, and and like you're saying, Michael, I think is one of them.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, look, the um, so um, again, because it goes back to uh, I, I, pair uh, Lilifel obviously had ties to LGB, and Makalela was in was in LGB for for quite a while actually um back in 2013 2014 i you know i i always wondered if that was something to do with it and um he had two spells in lgb actually just looking it up now um so i i, I wonder if that was basically a driving factor that he already knew the player and it was because i know it wasn't the player's decision i mean i know that yeah like you know the the, the players uh, are he- gone the players are gonna bat for you even during your lowest uh, career p- performance time and time again and it was uniform and it wasn't contrived it wasn't bullshit because they always said it's not just about what goes on the server it it does so much more we're a team that's that um and it was very clear that it wasn't their choice and if it ha- and if they did have to make a choice it wouldn't have been bill right that, exactly know, I, I know that right i know
1: that and, and and you know like you said and he did come recommend it because i think peter also did lgb stuff at the time and it gets mm. funny too right just to end because like this is my final stint on nip right and one of the things that there's the whole reason the, the whole point in which like we want to build an ip and stuff like that because it was also like promised to us in a sense of like this should be a place for us to get a job after like do all of this you know like stakes in the company and stuff like that right mm. and and they fire me Right, and basically, the job offer that is that it's given to me is, "Hey, Robin, um, we don't have any positions for you, but if you want, you can rep NIP and attend shootouts for our sponsors." That was basically the the thank you I got for you know playing in NIP uh, for as long as I did, uh, in which I obviously tell them. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're all right. <laughs> I, uh, I I choose not to. <laughs> mm. uh, thank you, though, for the offer. Very, very, very nice of you. Uh, but I will, I will pass. Uh, and and it comes back to the whole thing of I was the first one, but there's two more people that is from the old guard that has also you know left. Uh, very safe to say, in the sense of, well, shouldn't there be like the same thing of you know, maybe maybe I was the outliner of like, okay, well, Fiff, fuck this guy, right? So like, well, we're not gonna give this guy anything. We want him out, whatever, right? How about the other two that you just have left? You know, Farberg and Do you think they got anything? I don't know. Why don't we ask him?
0: Well, listen, I I, I think maybe this you know sets sets the 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 ball in in motion. Uh, you know, again, I think I think the problem is it's proximity. It's obviously the guys within the organization can't say anything. But the people who've moved on should be able to I, I certainly don't think an NDA would be uh valid yeah I don't think you can sign an NDA that's like, oh wait we, you know I'm not being paid a salary I can't talk about it um so will I'll definitely chase that up but yeah I uh, I put the article in in chat for Sam to to bring up so like I say in twenty in 2015 and it was it was kind of late in 2015 it was November. I'd had enough by this point because I'd heard uh, on the grapevine that you guys were still being owed money, were still given the, uh, the the runaround, um, and and just the time difference between attending a tournament and not getting your money was unacceptable for me. Three months at a push, six months with good excuses. This was you were still you were owed three hundred and forty thousand dollars in prize money and sticker money and you had attended mlg aspen in january of 2015 and by november 2015 no money had materialized for the nip players um and you know that that was when prize money really started to elevate like mlg had like a 75k prize pool so we're really starting to you know go somewhere now and uh you know, it was just crazy. There was like a minimum six-month delay on on getting uh, the money. And then, of course, the most egregious thing, which Valve would have been incandescent with rage about, because the sticker money's for the players. They always think of it that way. Um, and, and that was why they did signatures. But you were owed like 20000 and $30,000 per player for that. Um. So that's even that was just crazy amounts of money being withheld. Yeah,
1: and like you're saying, here's the thing, Richard. Right. So like that's Mm. the that's the lineup that became to be after me. Right. With the 2015 thing, and you're right. Like the whole thing of I got shafted twice for two reasons. Right. Of the old NIP price money, and then I got shafted because of my taxes, not because of Mm. the pricing but yeah. here's the thing like you were saying about like this article it comes back to the other players as well got shafted not once mm-hmm. yeah. but twice right mm-hmm. and it's funny because you mentioned Pat and all of that and it comes back to like if you if you go back to it in all the drama with nip there's always the one right oh it's this guy's fault and happens to be the ceo Right. And again, right. It's, it, you use him. Obviously, he's a fucking mascot, right? Of like, hey, mm-hmm. this is a guy. And it's the same thing. If you go back to our agreement that I signed back in 2014, you, who, who's the owner of an IP there? It's probably someone that people don't even know about. And that's Gustav Flubbert, right? Yeah. Right. And you go back to it Flubbert, and people yeah, are like, who the fuck? Yeah. And it, people are probably like, who is that? Right. Mm-hmm. And again, they're very smart in putting it on paper. For people to always have that escape coat, and it's it's so fun. Like this whole thing about the the 2015 NIP owing players money, right? And it's mm. uh, you know I I got shafted. They they didn't pay. They paid some of my taxes. They didn't pay all of them. Uh, this whole thing, I you know like when that came out, uh, that's insane. Like I I I keep on seeing that. And I saw this news post. This is 2015, and this keeps on happening, right? Yeah. And it's just like what.
0: Well, it's... It, it's it's funny you bring up scapegoats, right? Because five days, five days after I published that, uh, they they cut they actually got rid of the CEO. Uh, Pear Lilyfilth was out it, within five days of me publishing that story, and then I had to go out to Dreamhack Winter, and. You know how it is. So for those who don't know, there's one hotel you stay in, basically, if you get there early enough. The Scandic. It's right next to the venue in Sherping. Everybody stays there. And I was in a bar, uh, as is my way at at, at events, and uh, I, Heaton comes fucking lumbering over to me. And he's a big dude. He's like 6'8", pure muscle, the last of the Vikings. Like, it's terrifying. And he, he's got a face like thunder. And he says, me and you need to have a chat outside. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> not now. Like, not the shit kicked out with me at DreamHack. <laughs> so I go over and um, he, he, he pulls me outside and he's looking at me like this, like hulking up. And then he comes at me and I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. I'm, I'll give it my best. I'll give it, I'll give it the college try. <laughs> and he, he, gets, he gets me in a bear hug and he goes, thanks, man. Like, we didn't know what was going on we we didn't know where the money was was going like we've been trying to do it honest every time we get investors we get fucked over we started turning over stones looking in the accounts and yeah you're right this guy was withholding money and i knew nothing about it another management knew nothing about it so we kicked him out and and we want to thank you for that and i was like oh cool yeah nice one now of right. course what then what, what then goes on to happen is you start finding out that you know heaton there's a little bit more going on there than meets the eye because it turns out that there were financial irregularities that involve him uh it was reported in the uh, Swedish publication uh that um he ha- had to have a, a a trial over accountancy and tax violations relating back to the old company which was again the old NIP wasn't called NIP the old NIP was called Stockholm Esports Productions
1: Yep. Same, same uh, mother company as Heat Gaming. Uh, yeah. Same, because that yeah. was the, the so, media. So I mean,
0: you've got you've got commingling of funds there, all sorts of financial irregularities. Um, so, you know, that came up. Now, it didn't relate to this new NIP company, but I, 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 given how closely tied Heaton was to the finances in the old one, you know, I find it incredible to believe that he didn't know what was going on. That he didn't know this money was being withheld. Uh, so I don't know so, if you have any opinions about that.
1: Here's here's my opinion about Emil. Mm. I think that I think Emil got lied to as well. I think Emil yeah. got brainwashed. I think he trusted the wrong people. Uh, in the sense of, I, I always go back to this, and I'll I say that in in two ways. Like right in the sense of. Nicholas and Emil went way back, man. Like, and for yeah. Emil to literally just turn the 180 and just count, not even like try to talk to Nicholas about this is really strange to me. Like, first and foremost, right? Uh, and it's very clear. Like, when you talk to him, Heaton is a very passionate guy he loves Counter-Strike, he fucking loves NIP, right? And here's where I would start asking asking questions. And I think this was reported, and I'm not sure about this, but in the sense of like, when the the old NIP became the new NIP, obviously some, you know, there's a divide in sense of like, uh, shares or like, you know, how this is all portrayed, right? Who's gonna have majority owner, blah, 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 blah. Mm. In 2015, um, and this is uh, this is not. I'm not even with the org anymore, right? Yes. Uh, I think there's there's a report that Emil is no longer with the company. If you look at it, I don't think he has yeah. any shares in the company anymore or anything like that. And I I want to ask the question. You have this guy that has NIP tattooed. Like look at my arms. It's basically like my whole thigh of his arm. But <laughs> right, but like he has NIP tattooed on his arm. Like obviously like do you like something has obviously happened here right in the sense of like why is he no longer with it right and and don't get me wrong don't get me wrong i think that he got a payday i think he got a lot of money but i think that all this like wrapped in and i think that i don't think that this is the outcome that he either wanted
0: no and and look just to just to put a, a timeline on this there was a period um where i heard that uh, because of the tax case and the money he had to use for legal representation, and because of how it was going to damage the NIP brand, that was where they were like, "Listen, like, around about 2016, like, you gotta, you gotta get the fuck out." Um, what we'll do is, you know, he needed the cash. We'll, we'll take your shares. We'll take your control, and you leave, and we'll make you a brand ambassador. And as we all know. Brand, brand ambassador means like you've still got some commitments to us we'll pay you a salary that's a fraction of what you would have been getting it's kind of like a thank you it's like almost like a a, a handshake you know um exactly. very often used for for the code of silence you know we 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 keep things clandestine we don't talk publicly we'll give you enough salary to pay the rent keep you in a a reasonable um you know standard of living um and then of course in 2018 they cut him loose uh completely um so you know i've always seen emil not entirely as a victim not like the players were victims right but he definitely and it was definitely complicit in some bullshit in the old company from what i understand from looking at things yeah i think uh, emil just got out of his depth uh because he didn't come from a business background And every time an investor came in, they saw somebody who had esports credibility that they could manipulate. And every time he was a willing participant in that manipulation, he never He trusted all people. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And here's the thing for us, right? This is the guy that we trusted because we were like because because he's been in the same same like He's, he used to be a player and stuff like that. So, I actually, like, in my sense, I don't hold any animosity to, like, Heathen in that sense. Like, even if, like, he was a big part of it, like, I know that Heathen wanted to get rid of me for a long time. Uh, you know, uh, he, he, you know, like, he can argue that all he wants. So I'm very clear that he wants to get rid of me for a long period of time. But despite of that, I actually know that as well, like, in the sense of, I don't think that he wanted any of this. I think he got the payday. I think if this was up to him, like, again, I think. He he made an IP like this is his little baby, and for him not to have any ownership anymore, to be completely out, isn't that odd? You know what I mean? Like let's start yeah. asking some questions here. It's so fucked, right? Um, and yes, he, he did get a payday, but it comes back to your talk about 2015, and yeah, that's four years ago. There's still problems. It still comes up every freaking like six months. Someone having goddamn problems. And how long since pair? Let's see. Per announced the departure. I can't remember who took 8th over from November. there. Eighth of 8th November. Eighth of November. And who, 20th, who became 20th. the who became the CEO after that?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Was it was it Hitcham? Well, if that's the case,
1: right? And who is the current CEO still? And you beg to differ, and you ask these questions of like, well, okay, um, oh Patrick, okay, uh, maybe, but you ask these questions and you see tweets Dennis made a tweet recently Draken made a tweet when I first made my announcement that I'm going to talk about this I had I had, f- I had four separate players from four separate games message yeah. me about yeah. NIP some of them were like I don't have you know I'm not big enough to talk about this uh, but I'm getting fucked I've heard stories about there's current there's currently players that's currently playing for nip that does not have a visa to be in the country and they're one of the best teams in the world and we have cases in which actually not good good thing not is here. there was a drama with natu and alu back then too right of like these agreements and stuff like that and then you go back to dennis makes a tweet he's upset draken makes a tweet he's obviously very upset and it's you know like rumored of like hey no one is out of the out of the the new tier CS players, they have all unanimously agreed now that no one will be joining NIP. And you ask the yeah. question, why? Because you look at the team and you ask the play and you look at the players. And I'll be honest here, this is some of the best people I've ever met in my life. Of course. Like bro. the people playing, you know, the fucking passion the whole thing. And I want to talk, I know we don't have a lot of time. I want to talk about Get Right some too, because Get Right is also yeah, one yeah. of those cases in which he's we, getting we got, fucking we got run minutes. out. Duncan's watching. We can come we can okay. back
0: if we need to, you know, but you know, just, you but you know like
1: thing. we have, we have a guy like that, a guy like that's just getting run out, you know, like forced to retire, like freaking best player in the world. That's just completely gone completely damaged from this brand. That's just like completely runs people to the ground, you know? And I think as
0: well, it's worth noting that, you know, because for people who don't know, Obviously, uh, Christopher's uh, illness, his digestive uh, problem, it's exacerbated massively by stress.
1: <laughs> right, like, exactly. Se- se-
0: seriously, like, the-, the illness itself is, uh, it, you know, it, it gets worse when, when when you're stressed out. That's before if you do anything to kind of medicate that stress. So if you're like me, and when you stress, you have a drink, well, Christopher's condition means he can't have a drink because it'll actually, you know, he has to be very careful with alcohol because it can make him very sick indeed um and you know you have to eat right so if you if you also like me and you medicate with food you know that becomes a problem um and just stress in general just how the digestive system reacts to stress you know that's not some fucking you know quack bullshit you know that that that's real and you know i i I, i've seen uh chris's performance go down but but you know he's in much better health now but there was a period where you'd go to events and, and chris was so ill like oh, he was dude. so he was so sick and still playing. Absolutely. And he'd be pu- he'd be puking between games, between maps. Like it was it was unreal how sick and stressed out and fucked up Chris was. And people never know that. Like like the how much of a warrior he was to keep going and keep playing. Anyone else would have would have took some time out.
1: Right. And absolutely and like, like you're saying, right? And it's one of those things that even goes back to the whole mental thing of because you know, like Get Right is also in the sense he also is very much in the know that he's gone if he doesn't perform. Yeah, you know, and that was very much in my position of like, well, if you don't perform, you're gone. And with on top of that, you have the, the you have the community just fucking bashing at him. So like, and and in my time, we didn't have a mental coach. I had to deal with that all of that myself. And I'm even yeah. older. And you're like, I like, I was damaged, Richard. Like, I was oh, fucking dude, damaged.
0: I, I I remember. You probably don't remember this because you know it's not relevant to. Uh, the money, but you were definitely not protected by the organization. Now, listen, it's all ancient history. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, I think the way Lupus used his platform on HLTV was a disgrace because even when he would uh, be doing like a statistical analysis of an event, there would just be this random paragraph. What would be, <laughs> I was in every Lauren... article. <laughs> yeah, you were in every article. <laughs> and Fifth Lauren has to retire. He's terrible, he's, he's, he's dog shit. And basically because he was so like, he was Mr. 1.6, he was like the HLTV ex-player turned journalist that gave them credibility. The entire like 1.6 community that had come over to CSGO were like, ha ha, fucking source noob, you know, blah, 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 all of that shit. And um he was literally advocating for like his friend Alu to get in the fucking team like back when you were still playing and say there's a there's a tailor made replacement in the fold of Alu. And he just kept going and going and going. And I remember seeing you at an event and um I, I know you didn't mean this, uh, but you like you were I could see how depressed you were and I came up and was like, Yo, what's up, man? And you were just like, I just I just can't believe it, man. If I ever see this Lerpice guy, I'm gonna fucking hit him. Like I can't believe it. Like he's 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 ruining my whole life, you know, like but people I, I can't get any credit you know, like any respect for what I'm doing. We're winning tournaments and I'm still getting wrecked. Like, what have I got to do? Like, do I do I need to quit? And I'm like, No, 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 it's just you're going through a rough patch, you know, blah blah. But um I never saw a player take shit like you. I, I actually pitched a documentary when I was at E League, uh called The Fifth Wheel, which was just about your story and about how the community span it that you were getting carried by NIP and actually that's not um you know, the, the fully accurate for the history of of, uh, of your time in the team, but it, but obviously the problem you've got there is it becomes a compounded issue because you're depressed, you're not feeling right, you're miserable. No one's looking out for you. And every day you're taking this public scrutiny. And then the org, as well, as it turns out, are going behind your back. Like, I can't even imagine waking up, like feeling how you're feeling. You sit down, you have your breakfast, you read an article by Lurpus Why Fifth Lauren should be shot? Like, oh brilliant. Okay, this is this is object this is objective journalism. And then Makalely fucking tweets out nice chair, NIP. Thanks, <laughs> Like, what a fucking day that is. Oh, it's dude. crazy. I mean, it's so weird, right? Because like,
1: like you were talking about, and not only that, I got death threats too. My parents got death threats like on, it was on a daily, right? And one of the things, and I still advocate that to this day, one of the things that really fucked me was I love HLTV. I This is the one main site we use to look at results, look at news and stuff yeah. like that. The fact that they still have their form on the front page is fucking absurd to me. And that's not only because of me, right? It doesn't mean like, oh, don't click it. Here's the thing, when you're a player and you're going through scrutiny, and I've had conversations with Taco about this, with, mm-hmm. um, geez, I almost said scream, um, but with Smiths about this, like a lot of players that's getting scrutinized into like, what basically what was me, right? And a lot of them come back to the same thing of like, I can't even... Go on a site without seeing my name, and it's mental, right? Of like, oh, what do they say about me? What, what's that? Blah 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 blah, and it was worse for me. I couldn't even read an article about Titan because there would be a photo of me with there, (laughs) and like some fucking detail, right? Um, oh, always and-
0: always yeah titan played really really <laughs> well they would have played bad if they had fifth lar in like, the, 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 <laughs> it was the insane like- level of bias of how like you worked you in every like and again you know we me and lupus have hugged this out you know it's not a big all deal about, yeah how- yeah yeah, this is like a guy who like also did say that he, he hoped I died of a heart attack on Twitter. So it's like you exactly. know, we, we weren't we weren't close buddies, but I think we've all come a long way since then, you know. Absolutely. And the thing for
1: Lerp is with me is that every time I saw him at events, he fucking said nothing, right? So I was even more yeah. triggered by that. But as soon as I retired, he actually yes, he did reach out to me and he apologized and obviously worked we worked our kinks out, right? But yeah. it, to, to your point about get right, right? That's 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 get right at the moment get right is me four years ago of how do you think a guy can perform the guy used to be best player in the fucking world has gone down to this you know uh, into like basically begging to keep playing and into a case in which you know th- the whole thing of there's interviews going on and every interview is like hey you're gonna keep playing and he goes i want to and it makes me think is he getting forced into mm. retirement uh, by NIP, right? And it's just like, what's going on here? Like, fucking leave. Dude, listen, you're not even that old. This team has really fucked you, and don't get me wrong, I think that for every, for the other two players that has left, they, I think they're much happier now. And I really hope that right leaves. Uh, like, listen, you don't owe NIP anything right You know what I mean? Like, you don't own any anything. If anything, they owe you fucking everything, right? So yeah. don't think for a second that you can't go somewhere and, and start over. Like, you're better than that, you know? You're one of the most accomplished goddamn players in all of Counter-Strike that we have. You know, don't forget that. And I can't believe we're getting to a point in which we have one of the staples of goddamn Counter-Strike thinking about retirement because... You have a dysfunctional team and again don't get me wrong you know the players within the lineup i think that you they still have issues to this day that is making yeah. them not perform you know and like sooner or later you want to say like what's going on i get it for force he's a little bit older right like yeah maybe you want to retard nip right mm-hmm. uh but as for everyone else like why do you keep Why do people keep doing this to themselves when again and again and again, I'm not the only one every single time the fifth person leaves and every single time that player tweets about something? Do you think that I'm the only one that's gone fucked by the contract? Of course not. You know, I haven't talked to them. I'm sure I, I really hope that me talking about this openly now will get more people to talk about it. But if if there were four separate players from four separate games message me about missing price money, fucked with contracts, blah, 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 it's, I feel like it's very safe to say then that the Counter-Strike players of this organization have most likely all been fucked one way or another.
0: I mean, uh, you know, just to your point on the other, uh, on uh, you know, um, p- players from other games, few people have reached out to me I think after you tweeted, uh, you know, kind of saying, "Listen, we're, de- we're owed some money too." I I just don't understand how a brand like this, with the with the sponsorship it has, with the reach it has, with the value it has, hasn't been able to, you know, expand in a way where they they can't do right by their their players. And and listen, I know exactly how this is gonna end. I mean, first of all. The Stockholm Esports Productions money, the original, the old NIP, no one's seen a penny of that, ever. Of course not. No one's seen a penny of that. And it's like you say, what's that? Like twenty thousand, thirty thousand, maybe. That's gone forever. Um, but this money that's happened in the new NIP, there's, 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 you know, I, I still to this day do not know if the players have got all of that outstanding money from the pair days. I've been told that I have, but how can you trust any of these guys? um right and 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 it's like you say w- 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 me and you now far removed if 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 the smaller teams if the smaller or you know the, the not as big esports uh, are getting scrimped and saved upon who knows what's going on with the players right now in terms of prize money because the one that'll uh, the team that'll put a dent in your org is CS:GO for sure because you have to be going to tournaments you have to be winning you have to have endorsements you have to have sponsorship you have to have content because the the overall salaries are, are high now nip can definitely afford it but i'm like you i i really really wonder um what's going on in the organization because it's been dysfunctional from fucking day one the fresh start didn't fix anything the changing of ceo didn't fix anything we got tax problems missing fucking charity money we've got fucking players owed cash still and meanwhile you know you look at nip and everyone thinks what a great wholesome brand <laughs> yeah uh, like,
1: oh what a great you know, wholesome brand let me buy their jersey let me support them some more you know yeah. what do you, you think the players see that money you know hey listen well the, buy oh, the so mouse here's pads. another question buy the mouse here's pads because that's directly tied to the to the company i think making them right at least then oh, support yeah, the players
0: yeah. So 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 here's, here's another question for you. Um, what about, you know, because I, I couldn't find anything in the contracts or the particulars, and I don't know if it'll have changed, but all of these endorsements, because the contract said you couldn't have personal endorsements while you are in an IP unless management said so. So again, kind of like the Tfue situation we've got going on now. Um, all of these like sponsorship deals and endorsement deals and merchandise uh, you know because it's your image rights it's you know if i buy a nip shirt i'm probably buying it because of, you know because of patrick because because of, of chris because of you you know because of Freiburg, you know because of exist you know whoever it is so uh how much money are you getting from the mer- were you guys getting from merchandising i totally forgot to ask that
1: well I'm i got zero, zero. I got fucking zero. Um, I don't know about the current I don't know about the rest of the team, but I mean I got nothing. There's like it was funny, I, I was laughing. After I retired, um, we were sponsored by Steel Series and yep. Steel Series, I think a year later, was still using my arm on their goddamn homepage on the front page. <laughs> I got none of that. I got a mouse. <laughs> I got a mouse. I guess you <laughs>
0: I mouse for an arm? <laughs> A mouse yeah, for an arm. Arm. The There you go. That's the title of your fucking <laughs> biography right there. A mouse, A mouse for, for an arm. arm. Yeah, that's no, just Oh, crazy. man.
1: But hey, listen, Richard, you yeah, were saying something, yeah. right? Of like, hey, mm-hmm. like, and again, people are like, Robin, what's the gain in talking about all this? Mm-hmm. And it comes back to this, right? Here's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want anyone that nipo money to, mm-hmm. despite whether or not they feel like it's legal that what they have done they have signed away their rights uh which has happened more times than with me right um uh, i want them to make things right i want them to pay the fucking players mm-hmm. uh you know maybe they don't pay me because whatever right but i'm not the only one you know i i really hope that more people Come out with this and start talking about it, right? Because I think that a lot of people are owed money, and I think a lot of people have basically signed away their rights because they've had enough. They just don't want to deal with it anymore, right? And it's so goddamn sad to say, right? You you had mentioned it when you were going through that old thing of like we were we referenced uh, re-referenced us as the 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 Barcelona of Counter Strike you know do you do, do you ever see anything like this in that way you know like make things right
0: yeah it, it's it, it's a, it's a tough one uh, so look I, to, to wrap it up i guess i guess the sort of last question is um you know what happens now you know i know what i'm gonna do um you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna start digging in the crates again transcribe the interviews look at the notes translate the contracts Like. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a long haul. I mean, this is the other thing as well. People don't realize how much goes into a story kind of like this because it's so monolithic and, and just there's so many parts to it that this is, this is kind of like, you know, the I by Power story was a six-month investigation. That was to prove definitively that one team fixed one match once, six months of my life. I don't know what the fuck this looks like. <laughs> like <laughs> I have to literally just lock myself into the fucking journalist dungeon to to even start writing up the history of this. It's it's so it's gonna be so much work. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm I... gonna do it because it, it, it's a long overdue story to be told, and and I think right now we've given nip so many chances we gave them chances in 2013 we gave them chances in 2014 we gave them chances in 2015 we gave them chances in 2016. we sat here in 2019 they're still fucking over players in multiple games they still owe money it, enough's enough you know it, it it cannot be allowed to continue or then we're all just saying this is okay
1: i i agree exactly and that's the thing right richard like we're saying that this is okay like i I I understand that this is hard to talk about and this is why like I'm like again the whole it's five years ago, but I had my reasons, but the whole thing of it's never too late because like this ties into like the people I talked to five years ago, the people that's running the org right now, right? And like Mm. you keep on saying like there's so many people that has gotten fucked over the years. And I really hope I really hope that they message you. I really hope Mm. that they go out with this. Because the thing is, when they say, what's the point? What do you mean, what's the point? You have this team that is making money off of you, and you're not seeing any of it. And they're taking advantage of you and your brand and your hard work. Yeah. Please, say something. Come out with it.
0: Mm. Um, What's next for you, then? Because, uh, you know, I I like... lawyers because listen i know you've just left twitch i also know that was a problem people i'll explain it to people who maybe can't read between the lines because we get a lot of people who don't fucking get it uh you were working at a company that was involved in the esports space involved in the gaming space if you're out fucking slamming a former employee who's partnered with twitch um that's very bad for you and and arguably unprofessional even though you'd be totally in the right to do it um, I think it's a great restraint and professionalism to not be banging on them, given that you were very prominent, you know, in Twitch and 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 the kind of touchstone to to Twitch for all of the CS:GO community. Um, but at, at this point, I'd want to I'd want to get my paper. You know, you've got you've got things going on in your life because you're between jobs. You uh, obviously um, have other elements in your personal life that you know are going to cost you some money. Uh, and you're owed tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, uh, like you know. So what? What are your plans? I mean, are you just going to write this off? I mean, the
1: thing is, right? Like the whole thing. I never, I never want to talk about this for my own personal gain. Like the whole thing of like, oh, he just wants attention. If people know me, I, I don't like attention. Mm. You know, look at my social media. I don't tweet even. I, I hate it. So I hate the attention in that sense right so like the whole game for me is honestly to just to start something hopefully and it doesn't have to be involved nip but it's to start a movement or something of we need to start speaking up we need to start helping each other right of so like we we argue the whole thing of yes never sign an agreement uh, without a lawyer i think you know it's getting a little bit more professional right but we still have people and like for csgo maybe it's different so it's a large game for these smaller games we have players that's getting screwed over by not only nip but other orgs right and they feel like they don't have they don't have like a, a way to like talk about it they don't have a way to like figure out oh what's right like one of the guys that messaged me he said oh, i'm too small for for no one to give a damn and i'm like mm-hmm. that's not true you know like any journalist will pick this up if you message them and be like hey there's a breach of contract i am oh, i am owed money they will they will report on it you know what i mean you just have mm. to you just have to to reach out you just have to let them know because otherwise it just won't happen
0: mm.
1: i think well so here's sorry, the well, thing no you were asking what's next for me yeah i don't know right i think that this whole thing i mean i the one thing that i knew that i wanted to do was to tell my story right mm. um in all honesty i don't know what's gonna happen after like in the sense of. If 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 someone's gonna come knocking on the door here in a sec or not, um, but what I do know is that this is one of the things that I feel highly about. That I I don't want players to keep getting screwed over, um, and I you know that's that's the first start. I've had a lot of people contact me of like further talking about this and whatever. Uh, one thing that I did had mentioned is. Maybe I want to coach, maybe because I feel like it's one of those things of I think people have this weird view of me of not necessarily of like my former self of like my stats and whatever, but I, I want to prove not only to myself, but also for the community that Mm. I, I, I belong here. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, maybe I compete and stuff like that. I want to, I want to coach a team. I want to actually, I want to accomplish something that maybe it's without me in a sense of individually to, to kind of get like my name in there, right? Um, whether or not that's coaching or not, like we're asking for other jobs and whatever, but I, I do want to stay in the scene. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see. I haven't, I've left it open until now mm-hmm. uh, because I think that we're at a very cool place in esports at the moment with a lot of opportunity. Um, sure. And it's fun, it's, it's fun. I've been getting offers that I didn't even goddamn knew existed. Right, um, but like I said, the one thing that I wanted to do at least before any of that is is, is come out with this um, and I, I do hope I do hope that it makes a difference, you know, maybe not for myself, but for the other players, you know, I do hope that hopefully that me talking about this have, hopefully will make a difference
0: Well, the, the good news is, is literally while you've been um, talking I've been inundated with messages from former, current um, NIP players from multiple games, like it's just. <laughs> so I think um, I, I think NIP need to get their ducks in a row, or it's it's gonna get uh, it's gonna get really bad, um, good for them and and rightly so. I think I think this is a secret that everyone's kept for way too long. So I, I guess to put a pin in it, uh, you know, listen. Uh, obviously, commend you for coming forward just on a professional level. But uh, with the sad news about Jeff recently, like, just want to say, you know, obviously known you a long time, uh, really fucking love you, man, and um, I'm sorry you went through such a tough time, and uh, you know, I, I think we all get to a better place. Uh, because <laughs> Likewise, this. It takes man, a lot of bravery. And
1: absolutely, and it's the same thing for you. Like, I mean, thank you so much because, like, the thing is, I understand you're hella busy, right? And and but people ne- ne- maybe ne- don't never, realize never that as busy. Well. That
0: I'm gonna say no to you, buddy.
1: No, but what people don't realize as well for Richard and like, you know, people have this like weird view of you. And the the thing is, what I always say is that I, out of anyone in esports, I actually trust Richard the most because one thing that Richard has proved again and again to me is that he's reliable and you can actually trust this guy, right? Of like, he knew this, he knew what was happening back in 2013, but he also knew how bad in shape we were in which he could have probably made us homeless, you know? uh and in a sense of because we were so tied and we could never talk about it it was basically not really a finalized story but the whole thing of you've always respected our opinion and you've always like listened to us and you've always basically made sure that we have a place to go if we need to get stuff out you know i think that's so freaking important in the scene right um especially in this day and age because there's so yeah. much scumminess going on
0: it is. It's. It's. It's a shame. I always. I always kept telling myself that when we got to where we were mainstream, the mainstream rules would apply. <laughs> that we, get you know, a, a contract would be honoured, <laughs> money would turn up in your bank account, and people promised it. And uh, here I am, fucking fifteen years later, same <laughs> shit. You know,
1: same it's... goddamn shit. Different game. Different game. Different work. You name it, man.
0: Yeah, it sucks. But look, I've
1: also had, by the way. Mm. I've also had players contact me as I have been talking mm. saying that hey because of this I will be messaging Richard. Um cool. And I fucking love that.
0: I fucking yeah, love mission, that. Mission accomplished, right? That's what we wanted. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you know it, it's often like this with a lot of journalistic scandals and whistleblowing stuff like someone has to go first and it's just how it is and and you know thank fuck it was you, eh um why not i'm that, not
1: in the i don't play anymore you know like i feel like it's it was I, I i was probably the best one to do it
0: right yeah for sure well look we're gonna wrap it up buddy i i i feel um i feel like there's so much there to, you know, and i know we probably missed some stuff there's just so much to go over i i think to give a summary of what's been going on with nip for all these years i think as a primer this is absolutely perfect as I said, I, I think it takes a lot of bravery and courage to come forward. It's it's no uh, it's no small thing to talk about an organization of their size, especially when you've still got friends playing in the organization as well. Um, so listen, um, I hope you get that coaching job. I, I already uh, recommended you to a few people. I think uh, I think that's where I see you ending up. I think certainly in some form of management, because you've been through everything a player can go through. I think, um, think you've got a good head on your shoulders um and I, and I think any organization would be lucky to have you so uh, i certainly hope it works out um and listen let's let's get a fucking drink sometime and I'll, I'll absolutely fly out, I'll, I'll fly out to you or you can come to vegas you can come and stay by the way in the richard house. people are commenting
1: yeah. on this nice t-shirt that obviously was made when i was playing <laughs> yeah. um no,
0: no 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 revenue of course <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah exactly zero percent zero percent uh, ah right well look thank dude, you um yeah listen like i said i love you man and uh, we'll hang out real soon um and there you have it guys that is that is fifth and, uh, he was a punching bag in CSGO for, for fucking many years uh it was complete bullshit uh known the guy for fucking like i say 13 14 years my 15 in esports he's a fucking hero to me super cool guy uh so please support him in whatever his endeavors are next and uh thanks for everybody for uh tuning in today now we're gonna take a quick break and in about five, 10 minutes, we'll be live with By the Numbers with me and Thorin to talk about all of the latest news, all of the latest events. Uh, so strap yourselves in for that. And again, Fifth Lauren, thank you. Thank you so much.